Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I'm C.L. Bryan. I've been gone a little while, folks. I got to tell you, that song's on my mind because really it does fit my former travels in the last couple of, well, actually nearly three weeks. I have been gone, gone, gone. Johnny Cash had that song. He says, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Yeah. And then he goes on to name Chattanooga, Batahula, whatever, you know, all the way through Baton Rouge, all the way through. And so I'm back for now. And uh, as all of you know, I've been telling him, making my move to Florida, Hutchinson Island. I'll be over on the island here in just a couple of weeks. And I am going to, I really believe I'm going to love it. I really think I'm going to love it. I was uh, talking to, uh, uh, well, texting with a friend last night and I said that very same thing. And uh, it's a great place. Y'all come on down. Seems like a lot of y'all has already beat me there because uh, everybody moving to Texas, uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina. They moving anywhere but to the coast where California is and where New York is. They're moving uh, away from places like even Jersey, which is one of the most beautiful Jersey Shore. Seriously. Uh, aside from the the movie and I mean the, the TV show and all that, Jersey Shore is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, but you can't hardly live there. Welcome to the CL Bryant Show. I am CL Bryant, and uh, and thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, right here on the CL Bryant Show daily and uh, live most days when I am not flying around somewhere i have been everywhere listen um in the last three weeks i have been to arizona twice um and down to jupiter florida and up to orlando and then back out to arizona you know and then flew home here give you an idea of how how long i've been gone and came home to well not catastrophe but disappointment in a way I was looking forward to a, a nice, hot shower when I got in. And the, the water pipes that were uh, frozen up when I, when I left, well, they did thaw out. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. They thawed out. Not in the house. And I didn't see any puddles outside. But I know that there has to be. A leak somewhere. Why? Because the water pressure 
is mighty low. And I had a Niagara fall type pressure until the big freeze came. So, uh, well, there you go. (laughs) Well, there you go. And uh, you can win. But it's always something that you have to win against. Always something. It's always something. In fact, I'm thinking, folks, I'm going to share this with you. And uh, we got a great show for you uh, here today. I'm thinking that God actually allows these things into our lives. Even though you had to before the fall, you had to sweat, you know, sweat to eat, you know, from the sweat of your brow. Uh, you had to tend, he tended the garden. They had jobs, they had things to do that made life worthwhile. And um, I'm thinking that without the trials and difficulties that we go through in this lifetime, it just may not be worth living. What would a life be if, in fact, you had no challenges? <clears throat> well, Americans, uh, our lives must actually be incredible right now and 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 we must uh be looking toward uh doing something huge or failing mightily because the challenges before us at this very time are absolutely uh mammoth especially when you know Joe Biden before he, you know, finagled his way uh, to where he is. And, and that, that is not the presidency of the United States, but it's into the Oval Office. Before he was able to let himself be used and finagled to where he is. You know, Joe Biden, uh, I think it's on two occasions. I may be wrong. I know it's at least one. So let me stick with the one. Uh, but I'm thinking it's two. On two occasions, uh, it was accused of plagiarism. Now you say, well, you radio personalities are always, well, yeah, Confucius uh, heard somebody say what he said. And even Jesus heard the voice of God speaking to him, the father. He was the son. So everyone in their own way borrows statements and sayings from people they've heard along the way. But when you go to write something and you claim that it is yours, Only for somebody to find out that, hey, this was in their book. This was in my book. I shared those lyrics with you back in 1985. Uh, Now you got a hit hit album. That's plagiarism. That's theft. Joe Biden at least once. That's purpose. He's he's actually stole from them. You're going to say things, folks, that resemble something that somebody else says. People are either going to say what you said or you're going to repeat what somebody else said. That's the way it goes. But when you go to try and claim something exclusively for your your own. And you know that you read this somewhere else and you are putting it down in, in writing without giving them credit. Yeah, then that's theft. You're stealing. Um, you hear me say all the time, 
the slave does not necessarily seek comfort. The slave seeks freedom. Now, I've said that over and over and over and over and over, but that comes from Mason Weaver. That comes from my movie, Runaway Slave. But, you know, you know how it goes uh, when you when you first use someone else's quote, you you always say, um, oh, Sir Milton Hamilton said yada, yada, yada. And then the next time uh, after you've given him credit five or six times on the road, uh, you begin to say a great man once said yada, yada, yada. And after you give the great man credit for a few times. You begin to say, you know what I've always said? <laughs> and that's that's the way that goes. But you are on record at least having given props and credit to the original person that you heard it from. At least you're on record doing that. Joe Biden has been known for plagiarizing things that he claimed to be his own. He's been accused of that, and it's been proven that it was true. I think it's twice that it's been proven that it's true. And so this is what you saw last night. You saw a a, a convicted plagiarizer get on national television you saw it if you i i I, listen i could not not watch it i didn't want to watch it i wish that i hadn't watched it i can't unwatch it but this is what happened this man got on television and actually stole the valor of his pre- of of the of Donald John Trump because I can't say that Do- that he is Donald John Trump's predecessor because Joe Biden oh my goodness I, I is not but he stole he plagiarized from his the person who the, the the true president of the United States who who should be inhabiting the office without corners the oval there are no corners in the oval office but joe biden was cutting corners last night by stealing the valor of Donald John Trump, who is responsible for even Joe Biden getting the shot in his arm before Trump ever left office. Joe Biden was talking about a vaccine that he had nothing to do with, yet he had the gall and the audacity to say the hard work that we have done. Joe, it wouldn't even be a vaccine if it was in your hands. It was in your, the ball had been in your court because you and Nancy Pelosi were too busy glorifying the Chinese government in order to appease them. And that's what they've always done. That's what Joe Biden has always done. That's what this whole Hunter. Have you heard anything from Hunter Biden and, and that whole fiasco? Huh? You haven't heard a thing about that. And guess what? Unless you stand up and speak up, it will go away. 
permanently. It will go away. I'm telling you, it will go away. Unless you stand up and speak up, unless you speak up and stand up, it will go away. You can't allow it. I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to I'm going to talk about it. And yes, be prepared to deal with the blowback. There's going to be some. Be prepared to blow back on the blowback. You understand? Because a lot of times, friends, and this is got C.J. Jordan coming up here in just a moment. Uh, she, uh, she is, uh, of course, black GOP, former U.S. Commerce Department. Um, shaker and mover there. And then after her, 1205, I have uh, Claston Bernard coming up. Uh, he is a GOP congressional candidate. Uh, also of this, for the second district, for the second district of the great state of Louisiana, which I am soon leaving in physicality. Never leave with my heart. Louisiana will always be in my heart. He is a decathlete. So the man has been in great shape. And he is in great shape. And I think that he has the right stuff to become a United States congressman. So let's see if we can uh, push him across the uh, the finish line. And you are also, he's also, and this is a, a an institution that is near and dear to my heart, LSU, the university, the Louisiana State University, the one that Huey P. Long Built ours, built the stadium for. And uh, Hewitt P. would be so proud of what that stadium with Death Valley is all about here today and the tradition that has been Louisiana State University football. But we're going to have Claston Bernard on with us. He's running for uh, that con- congressional seat, the second district in Louisiana, former Olympian, decathlete, and LSU track star be on with me uh, after 1205 and you don't want to go anywhere it's gonna be a great show but coming up after this break will be cj jordan uh gop former u.s commerce department uh shaker and mover and now we're going to hear uh, just get a critique i just i just listen i it just may be me i don't know but i don't think so I don't think so. I, don't, I, I think it's you too. You saw what I saw last night, which makes us all have to ask the question, who's calling the shots in the Oval Office? It's not the guy you saw on TV last night. Oh, no. I tweeted out just a little bit ago. Um, I tweeted out, uh, just a little bit ago, follow me on Twitter at Rev R E V C L Bryant at Rev C L Bryant. I ask the question, Americans, who is calling the shots in the Oval O? Because it's not that guy. It's not. It's not this guy. It's not that guy. And I had a pic there of uh, him, you know, from last night, out beside his, uh, the tweet. Joe Biden is not calling the shots. And folks, listen, you should be horrified for our nation. 
Because, you know, listen, I, Christians are saying, Christians say to me when I say things like that, well, CL, we just need to pray. Have you not read your Bible at all? God allows judgment to come upon nations. And, and, and if you are, are, are understanding the type of judgment that can come upon a nation as a citizen of this nation, you should be horrified and throwing your face to the ground in repentance of what you need to be spared from. When you see that man, Joe Biden, do what he did in a very low bar, low expectation. Do you realize no one had any expectation of him doing any better than he did? No one had that expectation at all, did they? In fact, as low as the bar was that he crawled over and, and, and or under or whatever it was, as low as that bar was, we still expected him to do worse. Huh? We st- listen, everybody in, on his team, I'm certain, were just about to pass out because they were holding their breath for a little over 12 minutes I think it was yeah Joe a little over 12 minutes and what did you say in that 12 minute period not much in fact uh Right close to nothing. Nothing, honey. Right close to nothing. That's what you said, Joe. So um, we're going to talk about it here uh, with my two guests today, um, C.J. Jordan, coming up after this break, and Claston Bernard, congressional candidate, Second district, great state of Louisiana, my home state, soon to be uh, in the rearview mirror, literally. I'm shipping one, driving the other, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe I need to get somebody to drive the other. But we'll talk about that in the move that I'm about to make. I want you to come along with me as, come along as I relocate. I'm going to relocate and it's going to be fun. Why? Because I'm going to trust the good Lord to make it fun and exciting and adventure. Uh, There's going to be a lot of healing uh, uh, to be done and then a lot of adventure and fun to be had. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. CL Bryant show shall return in a moment.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. I know it is because I don't know about you, but I am still living free. And uh, hey, I got to tell you, I'm adopting that phrase of New Hampshire, even though they can be quite liberal up that way. You got to live free or friends. That's death. You die. And right now, too many Americans are experiencing uh, the uh, blowback or at least the trend. We're being transported back to Obama land. Many of us had broken free from that myself and also my next guest, C.J. Jordan, uh, former Commerce Department, U.S. Commerce Department, shaker and mover. So glad to have you back on the show with us. How are you? Thank you, CL. I am enjoying the beautiful day that the Lord has made. Amen to that. Amen to that. Let me ask you this. Being a Christian like both of us are unashamed, unabashed, unafraid uh, to be Christians in our our country. Uh, Does God, CJ, in your opinion, allow judgment to come upon nations? Tell, give us, just talk to us about that. What's happening in America? Well, first, you know, as we approach, you know, the the resurrection of our Christ um, in a couple of weeks, um, we're often reminded of the Sermon on the Mount. And I paraphrase that I always tell, you know, those pastors and preachers that I, and ministers that I, you know, interact with, I said, I might not be able to quote the exact words, but paraphrase is Jesus says, I did not come to change my father's laws. And so even though we have the New Testament, and lots of people like to question the New Testament, they got various different Bibles and versions out there of their interpretations. But the fact remains, God is sovereign and his son is king. Amen. And therefore, um, these are troubling times. And these times are, you know, where I feel that, you know, God has laid his hand on the land, has asked us to be still for a moment, to understand who he is, um, his purpose in life, our purpose and our relationship with him. And it's like any good parent. They ask you to be still, reflect. And I don't think enough people in this moment of reflection during COVID um, has called his name. Preach, and woman. so... And so, you know, folks are thinking about, hey, you know, there's two feet of snow coming to Denver. It was just 77 degrees yesterday in Virginia, 75 two days ago. But now it's 46 degrees. So we need to think about what repentance means as we go into this 
the season of resurrection. And while, as you know, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave up his life, um, you know, Amen. You know, sense. you know, CJ. Uh, before you came on, it's, it's so right. It just dovetails right into uh, the first segment of the show. I was telling America that we should be on our face before God in repentance uh, at, at this very moment, and then here you come with your CJ Jordan message in this second hour, just giving confirmation to everything that is said. Let me ask you this. Uh, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, Joe Biden's speech last night, uh, but I think it's a very small person, uh, CJ, who will not give credit where credit is due. In fact, try and hog that credit for themselves. What what are we, our politicians, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the, Joe Biden, uh, you, you name them, in, on, in the Democrat side, what do you see the real play is here? There's a, there's a gigantic play going on for something here. Talk to us just a minute. Well, here's the first thing. Um, if anybody noticed, the fact that from not just from last night and the day before, the president is struggling trying to hold press conferences uh, without um, teleprompters. Even, you know, his stop at the hardware store was very scripted and there were no questions. And so we're approaching almost 50 days where he has not taken a real question from the press um, because he's, you know, he is struggling trying to. Um, comprehend and interlace and wind those sentences together. So um, he's having trouble. The second thing is my grandfather always told me a person who has to toot his own horn is because someone uh, chooses to steal uh, and take credit for your own work. And that's all that Joe Biden has ever done is plagiarize through his entire career um, in Congress when he's ran for office, he's been caught on the carpet. He did that again when he ran. And again, he has taken credit for something that he did not do, did not accomplish, did not participate in. And so, again, it shows his pettiness on the fact that he pledged to be um, a president, uh, a uniter. But yet his first address to the nation was nothing but full of division and nothing that says unity. Wow. And if you... and a bigger man than he, he should have said, you know, we might not agree, but I want to, you know, praise the president for doing X, Y, Z, because if it was not for the president, he, Joe Biden would not be able to stand up there and say, I'm ordering additional 100 million doses from Johnson & Johnson. I want to talk about the historic piece of Johnson & Johnson and Merck working together well. Joe, that was done by President Trump, not by you. Absolutely. Absolutely. um, I hope that the president, um, and I commented on my Facebook page, even as the former presidents of the United States came out and did a public service announcement encouraging those to get a jab, um, that was free airtime paid by taxpayers. And unless it was corporate, and I didn't see it was done by corporate when it was done on, you know, Zoom. the mere fact that those former presidents and their egos could not set that aside to include our president, President Trump, former lady Melania Trump, to be part of that particular message to the American people 
um, it's very shameful. And I'm disappointed because there should be some manners in there. Yeah. I mean, again, there were 75 million folks that voted for this president. And therefore, if you're going to send a message and encourage everybody to get a shot, would you not be wanting to talk to those who voted for President Trump? Absolutely. You know, CJ, when we talk about division and the double speak that has taken place, well, ever since that, that campaign launched, there's been a lot of double speaking. But there, th- there was a lot of talk about unity and all of that. But everywhere we turn, you have just described it to the T when you have these former presidents uh, launching a campaign for folks to take the COVID shot. But you do not include the president who is responsible for there being a COVID shot. How do, with 75 million votes in his pocket, how can you not include him? That just does not make sense. The division, the, the purposeful divisiveness. Well, it shows the pettiness that has taken place because you, once you leave the office, irregardless of respective of how you felt, the same thing that President Bush did, um, George W., the late former president, even though he had a, a disagreement and a dislike for President Clinton, he eventually moved beyond that. And these presidents, when it's talking about a national emergency, um, they need to move beyond that. Because, again, when President Biden, and I'm going to call him that, President Biden, when he talks about that he hopes that every American should be able to take a dose by, you know, July and go back to normalcy in July, around the 4th of the holiday, it is because, again, nothing that he has done other than increase the order of the additional doses. He wouldn't be able to make that purchase if it were not for President Trump. CJ, so before we talk very clear. before we talk about uh, the 4th of July, I want, I want you to stay with me if you can through the break. Um, that's, uh, we still have time in this in this segment, but stay with me through the break if you can, because there's a lot I want to talk to you about. Uh, that 4th of July thing, I want to talk to you about that. And before we talk about that, and then I want to get a woman's perspective on this Mario Cuomo thing and also malfeasance of men uh, who behave like he does in office from you as well. And I'll be talking to uh, others, other women uh, throughout the, the coming months about this very thing. But CJ, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and uh, how to engage with you, get you to where they are if they want to hear from you. Talk to us. Well, I think there's two things. Um, I have several different Twitter sites. One is for the Committee of 40, which is a center-right entrepreneurship focus on um, black policy. When I want to get political, there's just CJ Jordan on Facebook and Twitter. And then there's a CJ45 um, on things that I do to continue to put out um, the positive policies that the president has um, put forth to benefit all Americans and to really include black businesses. And friends, black business had an incredible opportunity. Oh, uh, just about a year ago, the light began to go out. Yeah, we were booming. We were, we were popping up everywhere. Uh, my nieces and nephews, they were working. I mean, they're young people. They were working and, and prospering. And all of a sudden it went away. Uh, wow. CJ, let's talk about what Joe Biden was uh, saying to the American people uh, last night as far as giving us permission to gather uh, for Fourth of July gathering. It, it seemed very strange that here I was sitting in my home 
on looking at my television, uh, paying my taxes, and I oh I, I hate this time of the year, but but anyway, doing that, and I have this person telling me an American what I who I can and cannot associate with. I understand that there is concerns and all of that type thing, but are, are Americans going to kowtow and yield to this type of totalitarianism? Speak to us. Well, here's the thing that I think folks are, are missing. Um, reading is fundamental. And so um, data has come out from the CDC um, and other independent researchers, particularly independent researchers, that are showing that double masking is no better than a single mask and that a cotton mask um, is better than this, you know, synthetic disposable mask. Data came out that hydrochloroquine, which the president touted early on, does work for some people. Might not work for all, but it does work for some people. Therefore, um, why did Biden come in and say, you know, that we need not purchase this, we need not do this, and the who said versus listen to the independent science. He keeps saying listen to the science. What other scientists are saying that this drug does work for some people. Um, and again, the president had, you know, I think he does have early signs of dementia. Um, you know, what's very important that I do want to highlight when we talk about this stimulus bill, you know, it's very funny that the squad, AOC, you know, Ileon and, you know, uh, Rashida Tlaib, they all talked about the fact that, you know, Americans that have been hurting um, got more money under President Trump than President Biden. Well, one of those things that President Trump did do, he made sure his COVID-1 bill, the first bill that was done, and the last bill that he did and put in, that the stimulus could not be taken by debt collectors. Right, right. And this is the thing, too. Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because they jammed this bill through so quickly and he signed it do you know that uh, now debt collectors can take your stimulus check that $1,400 that people were thinking was going to be $2,000 can get snatched if you owe a debt to a debt collector you see folks the Trojan horse we told you told you it was a Trojan horse for all of you you will rue the day that we'll let, let them get away with uh, hijacking the presidency of the United States. CJ, who's running then the country? Because obviously it's not. Uh, who's, who, who's, who's calling the shots in the Oval Office? Is Bernie Sanders? Re- because everything that Bernie wanted, to tell you the truth, he's getting it. Everything that Ocasio-Cortez wanted, he could not have spent more. Bernie Sanders could not have gotten a larger bill passed than the one that Joe Biden just signed. It was terrible. Right. And that's why, you know, Republicans, we typically don't use budget reconciliation because of the consequences of those pieces of not, not having full debate and offering amendments. And this is what happens because the Democrats use... Um, their majority and taking the tactic versus allowing the American people to debate and, and members to offer amendments. They just decided to drive it on through, just like they did Obamacare, drive it on through. Um, and here's the, the reaping consequences of their actions. And with that, you are seeing um, where there should be special elections or where folks are um, 
particularly those four members of Congress that got selected for cabinet secretaries. Um, some of them have been confirmed, but they have not yet been sworn in. You want to know why they haven't been sworn in? It's because, again, the Democrat tactics of they want to get a large infrastructure bill and a climate bill and a full bill that deals with not just the pathway to citizenship, but it's also uh, for amnesty. And they are needing the votes to get those three bills done. Um, that is an infringement to basic rights. Right. And can be contrary to the current Constitution. And, you know, uh, when we, we think about it, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk about this uh, today and to get your perspective on it. But I, I want to sort of shift gears now uh, from Joe Biden because I, I just don't know what's going to happen there. He, I don't I, dementia, as far as I know, uh, many times is progressive and uh, it, it just begins to get worse. And if we see this happening in him, I'm certain that the Chinese see this happening in him as well. And so it, 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 we should be horrified, really, as far as it's concerned. Yeah, fall on our faces before God. But, friends, uh, there have been times when God has judged nations. And, uh, and we should repent, America. Repent. CJ, I want, to, um, I want you to stay with me through the break. Uh, just stay right there. And thank you so much for being on with me. I'm going to get your uh, contact information again before we're off. But when we come back, more with CJ Jordan. Um, we are going to talk about, from a woman's perspective, and of course, I'm going to throw in my two cents. And I certainly hope you can tell by the bass in my voice that uh, I am a, a male all the way, always have been, always will be. But I want to get a female's perspective perspective on this Cuomo thing. And all you men out there, I want you to pay close attention uh, to what is going to be said and what the questions are going to be asked as far as this is concerned. Because right now, um, if Cuomo is able to hold on, it will be a Houdini-like feat. Because there are people railing against him, and rightly so. If he did what he is accused of doing, very well, could he? He probably needs to uh, be prosecuted for that. He, he probably needs to be prosecuted for that. And 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 then you have forgotten that this thing about the nursing homes is still hanging over this governor's head. I don't. He may. Uh, what was the governor of Illinois? Um, Blas, Blas. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, Rod de Blas, uh, anyway, Gavoyevich, Gavoyevich, uh, can't remember his name. But anyway, Cuomo may wind up in one of those situations himself. It's It could happen. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of America. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, and there you will see the iconic uh, billboard, red state talk, billboard, largest talk platform in the world, in the country, rather. And the CL Bryant show pops up there every day, 24 seven. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die for 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I Back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, the greatest nation we do still inhabit. The greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Joining me is one of my fellow citizens. C.J. Jordan, and she is a shaker and mover, former commerce, U.S. Commerce Department shaker and mover, and of course now in her own right, making strides, trying to strengthen um, business and particularly in the black community. Thank you so much for being with us, C.J. Jordan. And again, welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. Tell everybody how to get in touch with you again, C.J. Just go to my Facebook page and look up CJ Jordan. Um, that's the most quickest way to get a hold of me. And then, you know, just follow me on Twitter, CJ Jordan. Then there's, Af- you know, African Americans for Trump, AA for Trump. Um, and so I'm out there and, and I will send additional information so that you can have it. Fantastic. And now, now folks, um, you've been waiting for it. I know you want to hear this conversation because we got to have it. Um, it's a conversation long overdue. We, we've gone through all the Me Too movements and all that. And uh, let me qualify. I, I um, have I've raised four girls and a son. Um, and uh, my late wife uh, Jane and I were uh, we grew into parenthood. Really, we weren't the best parents with the younger with the older ones, but we, we were great parents by the time the younger ones came along. And uh, but I, I bring up the fact that I, I've raised four daughters because there's a special. Uh, thing if you if you're any if you're a father if you're a father of daughters you know what I'm talking about there's a special bond that you have with your with your girls you have that thing with your son but it's a male thing but the the bond that a father has with his daughters is um, it, it's it's very special and to think that your 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 daughter your wife uh, girlfriend whatever uh, can be in the workplace and be uh, assaulted uh, or, or, or approached in lewd ways by people who are her superiors is one of the most distasteful things that I think any one of you who have any scruples about you at all could possibly, possibly imagine. And then, uh, I don't know if you're anything like me, uh, that does not just just go away. That does not go on un, un Untaken care of, CJ. I want to ask you about this. Um, being a woman, I know, and having daughters, I know, and my wife, uh, rest her soul, I know that uh, every woman at some point in time has these types of stories. 
is that is is that more common in the workplace than uh, American men are aware of? American fathers, husbands, uh, or boyfriends are aware of. Talk to us. You know, history shows us that um, from the early days, there's not been a time when there's not been some form of sexual harassment, sexual assault, even going back to slavery. Slavery's masters sexually assaulted um, and sexually harassed, you know, their female um, slaves um, and birthed children with them. So this is not a new piece um, that's taking place. We've seen it even um, take the case of John Weaver with the Lincoln Project. Men are doing it to other men. You know, women are doing it to other women. It might not be reported on, but it is a fact. So when you look at that, um, we have to figure out how do we have... um, a workspace so that uh, our daughters particularly are able to feel that they can go into fields and go into their office space and not feel threatened by the male or the female beside them thinking that, hey, if they work after, you know, work late, you know, if they go out to dinner, that they are expected to be, uh, to perform some type of service, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing that I, I, I really am seeing here is a shift in the business world as we look at a seventh accuser of Governor Cuomo, a seventh, seventh woman has now come forward. It looks as though as though a floodgate is opening on this governor. Uh, I, I don't know if the question is, should he survive or how long would he, will he, he survive? Is this guy, is he toast? I mean, is, is he, talk to us about how you, how you see his future prospects going, CJ. Well, he, you know, the thing is, he has learned through the, the standard of Governor Northam here in Virginia um, on not to resign based on these type of um, accusations as well as, you know, racist accusations. He, you know, he's learned that from um, the governor. What is interesting is, um, as he's going through this, Cuomo is the current chairman of the National Governors Association, um, the nation's top organization that, you know, lobbies on behalf of governors has been quiet. They have not said anything at all, much less a statement. And then you have uh, the current president who has not said anything. You have the first ever uh, female vice president, irrespective of what color she is, she is the first female. And um, she came after Kavanaugh. Um, She, you know, came after other Republican elected officials, and yet she has been silent on the issue with Cuomo. Is that the glaring example? Is that the glaring example of that double speak, that double standard that we're that we're talking about? How come we? How come Americans can't see that? Is it the news sources that 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 most Americans listen to? How come we can't? They can't see how hypocritical this is. Talk to us. Well, I think it is a devastated. It's like, you know, there's one set of rules for me, but, you know, and there's another set of rules for, you know, the other party when they call these things out. So, again, 
they're not holding their individual people accountable, but yet Republicans, we're holding ours accountable. And so you can't turn around and, and slam Kavanaugh, but you won't, you know, talk about the governor of New York. You can't be Nancy Pelosi and pick up your gavel and say all of these things. And every member, I was there at the Kavanaugh hearing. Um, where are the liberal um, women of Hollywood that were running up and down the Capitol? You know, where are the Handmaid Tales women out there? The names that they were slinging. You know, where's Melissa Milano? Where are they? I don't see Taylor, you know, Taylor Swift. I don't see Chrissy Teigen. I don't see um, Susan Sarandon. Gail, I know I Susan, and I hadn't seen right. you, Susan. Yeah. Hadn't seen you. Anything. I haven't seen Oprah, but then again, she's been so busy calling the royal family races without any documentation. So they all have been quiet on their friend Cuomo, the former president, Barack Obama, quiet on Cuomo. Michelle Obama, she makes a statement and she said, oh, I want to retire now that we've gotten rid of Trump. Well, what about your friend, Governor Cuomo? Yeah. What about him? And it's like that uh, movie. What about Bob? But, they, but anyway, they're gonna have to do something right. about. What about Bob? <laughs> they're gonna have to do something about this. And uh, I want to thank you uh, for coming on with me. Uh, last words from you, and I don't think I've gotten this from you uh, before. I may have. I may have. But let's hear it again. Um, C.J. Jordan, when it's uh, when you're sitting there on the porch, looking off into the sunset, rocking in the chair, and you know, uh, holding hands with a significant other, or, or just kicking the dog, or whatever—I don't know—but but, uh, stroking the dog, sitting beside you, legacy, legacy. What would you want to be said about what you have done in your life? Talk to us. Well, I think the one thing that I would truly want to be said is the fact that I came through a generation or where you open doors for others to follow. And so people can say as the first African-American to be a major um, consultant, black consultant for the RNC, that I brought others along with me, vendors, and opened the door. I want people to see the work that I was able to do at the Department of Commerce and making sure and getting approval from the Trump administration to create and bring a vision of a billion-dollar fund for black and minority-owned businesses um, to have. That was done under Trump. And so that's what I want people to be able to see. Let the work that I've done speak for me. I don't want to be just the only black person in the room, and then when I get there, um, I don't open the door. Wow. I want others to to come through and succeed, because one day the good Lord might say, you know, you've done good, my, well done, my child, and come up, and then if I look behind, and there's nobody behind, who's going to carry on and, and talk about school choice? Who's going to talk about minority-owned businesses? Who's going to talk about pro-life who's going to be able to look at these policies and pieces and to say hey we matter as black conservatives and the voice that we have um, matters wow 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 god bless you god bless you woman i gotta tell you i was absolutely blessed uh, by having you on here today i didn't know that the conversation was going to go in the direction that it did and so i just thank the thank the good lord through the aid of the holy spirit
for guiding it uh, here today. And uh, listen, um, may you come back on the show as often as you want to. You call Michelle and just tell her, hey, I want to be on. I got something I want to say. You, you have that type of, you have, the, you have the carte blanche to come on the show anytime. And so God bless you and keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. And again, as the resurrection comes, don't forget to repent and why he is coming back. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, C.J. Jordan. I'm C.L. and this is the C.L. Bryant Show. And I got to tell you something, folks. I uh, really like it when it turns into something that I know can be of value, not just today and it's this in this moment, but going forward. I mean, she uh, shared some things with us uh, that I think, in fact, I know. Uh, will be beneficial to us in our in our journey ahead. And we, we will be able to take some of the bits and pieces of things that we have heard and uh, talked about and learned from others along with us as we go. Well, um, here we go now. Class um, and Bernard is going to be on with me after the top of the hour. You want to be on with this, Claston is um, running in the second um, congressional district of Louisiana, my home state. And uh, he's a former Olympian, Olympian and um, LSU track star, decathlete. Oh, hey, we're going to talk about that, too. We'll return with more of the C.L. Bryant show. I'm telling you, man must be in pretty good shape to be a decathlete. Uh-huh. I used to run, I used to be a miler, used to run a lot. My son was one too. And, um, I used to be a miler and, um, to be a miler is one thing, but to be a decathlete, just running, just running is one thing. But when you got to run and pole vault and everything, you know, and run the, I mean, this guy was, I'm going to get him to describe the events in the decathlon for you because it is absolutely amazing. Hey, I'm uh, listening to the sirens rave and these dogs are going nuts. Don't know if you heard that or not. If you did, it was exciting. It was different. It was different. I'm CL. We'll talk to you after the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, over Red State, the largest talk platform in the nation. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation. And you have often heard the next voice on uh, the show here uh, with me. He is brother from another mother. Yes, he is a Southern boy, just like me. I grew up in Louisiana. He grew up up there in Arkansas, my neighboring state. Hey, but I got to tell you, I'm about to see Louisiana in the rearview mirror. I'm going to Florida. That's where I'm going to pitch my tent. And hey, I invite uh, everybody to come on down with us. He's normal. He's a former uh, Navy SEAL, and he is special agent as well. My good friend, the author of the book, Sheep no more. Jonathan Gilliam is on with me. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. Jonathan, how are you, brother? What's going on, my friend? I love your introductions. They're always the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> Everything is going on, man. I am. I'm headed for Florida, man. I'm going back to to, to a place where America knows what what to do with itself down there. You come on down with me. <laughs> you, you have no idea how envious I am of you because. Uh, I'm up in New York, and it is like being in a communist regime here. So, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, tell us that. how we got here. Tell us how we got here, man. Talk to us about that. Well, listen, you can't deny that the, the main reason how we got here is that uh, the people got too comfortable. That's how we got here. You know, we. What happens? I, I just put out a, a tweet last night. I did my podcast, The Expert. Um, I stay up all night and do these podcasts and research and then finally do them about four or five o'clock in the morning. And I remember talking to a, uh, a historian, a female historian years ago when I was in the SEAL team, she was my neighbor. And she said that, um, an important indicator that a nation has declined so far, it may never come back is when the military is solely dependent on the female uh, the females in the ranks. If you remove those females, the military logistics and the military will collapse overall. And uh, because it's a sign that the male population has stopped serving and has become self-entitled. And that's a signal that the entire nation, uh, their population has stopped uh, functioning as uh, as the people. They, they become less empowered and the government is failing. And that was in like 2001, 2002 when she told me that. And it is exactly what's happened today. So, you know, Joe Biden and the nonsense that the leftist socialist communists uh, bring about every day is a side effect of the nation's people not serving anymore. That is ultimately what it is, because a strong nation of people would never put up with the movements that are going on right now with the left we just wow. wouldn't put up with it wow wow folks i want i don't want you to miss what he said what he said it, it, it is it, folks it's the truth our my father my grandfather my grandmother grandmother grandfather whatever they would not put up with the stuff even that young people do to their parents today things have changed for the worse, as far as this concerned, and we are seeing the outcropping of that. Uh, Jonathan, 
Gilliam is my special guest. Uh, Jonathan, tell everybody about your show. Tell us about the experts and how we can engage with you and get you to where we are. Well, the experts, the reason I created it is because I only get my information from people who have inside knowledge. I don't, I try to analyze as much as I can from my 20 years of experience in various uh, fields, me being a SEAL, FBI agent, contractor, being behind the scenes in the media for over seven years now. And so I see things, in, when, I, when people see a headline and they see a story, I see a complete different story embedded within that uh, that headline. And so that is, that's what I bring to the table when I do this. And then I also bring on people that are experts. I don't, I won't bring on somebody just because they're pretty or just because they're popular. Uh, I don't bring on social media influencers. The show is exactly what people need, which is what they get from your show, CL. It's the truth. They need the truth. And then what people do with that truth is up to them. But I, I tell you something, it's hard to do a show every day when the media is this stupid because it's the same craziness every day. Every day it's the same stupidity. Wow. And folks, you know, that is so true. Then, Jonathan, let me ask you this. Uh, and, and everybody's beginning to it's beginning to swirl around in all Americans head. If you're watching this, this Joe Biden on television. And I, I'm just wondering if the Chinese are seeing the same thing. Who, who's calling the shots in the Oval O? Who's calling the shots in the in the office up there? Talk to us. I don't know. I, well, I, it's not him, you know, it's, and it, whoever is calling the shots is a obviously an incompetent leftist because yesterday, you know, he gives this press conference and it was uh, a scripted act, which everything in Joe Biden's career has been a scripted act. But the problem is he's definitely on uh, drugs for dementia. You can see the the telltale signs in his eyes uh, and his stare and the way that he loves up certain words and tries that he's faking the emotion throughout. And he said something we were talking about the last year, and he said, because uh, he, he almost kind of goes in and out of clarity when he's speaking. And he quoted, I quote him saying, after long, dark years, one long year. Yeah. So he was confused as whether we've been in COVID for years or a year. Yeah. And, you know, he just doesn't have the wherewithal to make decisions. But what, he, what they're doing, because it's basically the same camp that uh, Obama had, they lockdown they have an illusion of transparency but they want to control every single thing and the people who are controlling it are incompetent they're doing it with the military they're doing it with uh, everything except the media they don't have to control them the media does everything that they want jonathan you have defended our nation with your own physicality as a seal and of course as an fbi agent and special agent now uh man let me ask you this should we be horrified that this man is sitting at the helm of our nation when we know that the Chinese must be seeing the same things? Even the Russians, the Iranians, whoever, the, 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 certainly the people who are storming the border see it. Talk to us, Jonathan Gilliam. I am, you know, I'm more horrified, to tell you the truth, I'm more horrified by the, the generals and admirals that are, and are that are stacking the ranks within the military with leftists because Joe Biden is predictable. Those generals, if it comes down to the fact that they're going to have, they feel like it's time to turn on the American people, 
they will do what the left tells them to do. And I think that's clear when they, they basically helped in overthrowing President Trump. There's no doubt about that. What they did and how they went about coming together to push a president who had done so many amazing things to push him out of office and condemn him on a daily basis, these generals really do uh, worry me. And when it comes to uh, Biden and what he's doing with China, I think it's pretty predictable that that guy is going to do nothing with China. He he plays patty cake with China, and China gets what they want. Wow. Smart enough not to push everything all at once, but they they know that they're going to get what they want from, from Joe Biden. And we don't hear anything about Hunter uh, much anymore. Is there anything going to come of that? Uh, will that be swept under the carpet? Uh, or will they use that to run Joe out of office? How are you seeing that shaping out? Well, if he's a smart criminal, he will shut his mouth and make the most of the next four years. Uh, but inevitably, when his dad passes, um, Hunter Biden won't be important to anybody anymore. So th- there's that. On the other hand, he is a mess crack addict whatever he loves drugs and he is a loser just like his dad so there's always a chance that a criminal will do something absolutely haywire and get themselves jammed up that could possibly happen it's one of the two ultimately people like hunter biden um will uh well actually tell you the truth ultimately people like joe biden end up in the grave with a ruined legacy and people like his son hunter biden uh will end up in jail Talk about a ruined legacy. You're up there in New York right now. My goodness, I'm understanding that a seventh accuser, number seven, has come out and yeah. accused Cuomo of uh, attacking her. Uh, what's the mood like up there in, in, in New York City, in New York? Well, right now it's hopeful. And uh, I'm going to Albany, driving up there tonight. I'll be giving a speech there tomorrow, right on the steps of the, the Capitol building. And um, my hope is that he's gone before we even get up there. But uh, we are so focused now. And I I do a lot of work with uh, Voices for Seniors, which is uh, ran by some amazing people, uh, these women who came together and are standing up against the um, the whole Cuomo uh, cover-up and uh, really the murderous uh, mandate that he put out there that killed so many people which is completely getting looked over because of these women coming out with sexual uh, harassment allegations, which are important. They're important by all means, but not more important than the death of 15, 20,000 people because of uh, dirty dealings of, of the governor. What I will say, though, uh, from a law enforcement perspective, is that the last accuser, not this one that uh, may be coming out now, but the number six was clearly sexual assault. You know, when you go uh, and you call somebody in, you trick them, which that, that was his M.O., that something was wrong with his phone. And when she bends over, he goes up underneath her shirt and fondles her. That is sexual assault. Yeah. So now we've gone. It's not just sexual harassment saying bad things. It's actually sexual assault. And uh, so now we see that he is truly a predator. There's no doubt about that. We've known that. And I just hope that the people just keep pouring it on. They need to do it faster, quite frankly. Um, but everybody's standing together. That's the interesting thing. You got people on the left and people on the right that are standing together 
uh, and that's interesting to see. You know, it's an amazing thing to see how enemies will come together if they can agree that they don't like you, and they will come together to, just to get you. And I think Cuomo is seeing that very principle uh, happening with him. Jonathan, I want you to t- once again tell everybody how to get in touch with you and uh, how. Uh oh, looks like somebody's trying to somebody's kind of Skype you in. But uh, yep. this, can you hear me? Yeah, I've got you. Go ahead. Okay. Somebody's trying to Skype old Jonathan in. Listen, man, uh, tell everybody how to get a hold of you one more time. Sounds like you got to run. Yep. Uh, they can get me on Twitter at jgilliam underscore steel, Facebook, Jonathan T. Gilliam. They can get my book, Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival, everywhere books are sold. And my podcast, The Experts, it's anywhere podcasts are at. And then on your show every now and then. <laughs> All right. You can be coming on more often as this year goes on, brother. God bless you and keep you, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And I want to thank I want to thank Jonathan for coming on with me. He's probably guy. I did a Skype yesterday with Bishop. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Aubrey. Did, yeah. Bishop Aubrey. I did a um, Shines. Bishop Aubrey Shines uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, you're going to start calling those Biden moments. You're going to start. I'm telling you, America is going to start calling those Biden moments. Kind of makes you want to go get that kinko belova. And, um, ah, yeah, one. Yeah. Two words. I don't know if that's one word or two words. But anyway, uh, kinko belova. Ginkgo belova or whatever it is. Get it for mental clarity that was my friend jonathan gilliam and uh, i gotta tell you something folks um when you think about where we are headed in this country he said it best we should be horrified we should be petrified that this man with diminished uh, mental capabilities. And we all have them as we get older. I mean, there's no question about it, but sometimes it's not obvious. You know it. You know that you're not thinking quite as fast as you used to. You know. And, but with Joe, but nobody else, nobody else sees that. You see it. You know it. You know it. And you do what you do. What you do. But with Joe, even though everybody says that five years ago, six years ago, whatever, you know, he was sharp. He was sharper. He could talk for an hour, just, you know, precisely boom, 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 rather than off his Joe stuff, even though he may have plagiarized or, you know, whatever. (laughs) But um, no more. No, Joe's gone. And we only have a shell of a guy who was Joe Biden, well, at least as much as he was. You know, Joe Biden was never some powerhouse or anything. I mean, Joe Biden's never gotten more than one percent of his party's affirmation when he when he's run for president the last two times other than this one. Never. Nobody wanted his party never wanted him. I'm sorry, Joe. I just got to say it, man. Let's just say it the way it is. No, I mean, I just got to tell you the way it is. I mean, no, nobody, your party has never wanted you. 
I'm sorry. I mean, I mean if Kamala Harris, same way. Both of them are losers. And, and even, hey, this is why you are seeing Bernie Sanders policies going forward. Bernie Sanders, even with a vice president of Ocasio-Cortez, <coughs> pardon me, um, could not have formulated a more expensive bill for a president to sign than Joe Biden has just signed. Bernie Sanders may not have spent wanted that much money spent or allocated. Hadn't been spent yet. It's been just been allocated. Huh? When we talk about inflation, when you go down to places like uh, Venezuela, Oh, yeah, you'd be holding um, $3 million in your hand. Oh, yeah, you'd be holding $3 million um, uh, in your hand. Whatever they call them. I can't remember they call them down there. But um, it's only worth about, well, 30 cents. That's inflation for you there, <laughs> I'll say. Oh yeah, when, when you, that's why your dollar doesn't buy as much as it used to. Because even though you, it says a dollar, you may be only holding seventy-five cent, maybe fifty cent. One dollar may be only worth sixty-five cent. So therefore, your food cost is higher because the manufacturers of the food and the, and the transporters of the food they have to have more to even pay their people because the dollar is not what it was. All this, you know, I'm just I don't know. I don't know if the numbers that I gave you are right, but you get the idea of what I'm saying is why you have to pay more for your food, because the 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 value begins to inflate. Or the the things that that the, that the um, dollar can buy begin to inflate this inflationary to have them on your shelves or in your stores. And it's so it had to pass that inflated cost on to you. And what we are doing, what we have just done, what what uh, Joe Biden has just done is uh, signed a bill that will ensure that our value, that the value of our dollar uh, becomes even less. Which means that the prices that you're going to be paying at the store are going to be more. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way that works. When the dollar becomes less, the cost of product becomes more because it takes more of that same dollar to reach the value that is put into producing or bringing the product to you. Talk to you in a minute. We'll be right back. There's a whole lot for us to talk about. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on uh, this great day in the USA. Coming up on the show, I do believe, is Claston Bernard. He is uh, Olympian, uh, former LSU track star, and now congressional, U.S. congressional candidate for the second uh, district there in Louisiana and uh, my home state, congressional, second congressional district in Louisiana and uh, looking so forward to speaking to him. I believe that Michelle is trying to round him up right now. But friends, I got to tell you something. Yeah, with one point, with two, might as well just say $2 trillion, which is, you know, back in the day when you, know, you, can, you don't have to go back very far. You just go back 10 years. Let's go back uh, <clears throat> 12, 13 years. Yeah, just go back. A few years. And you will see that. Uh, a tr- talking about a trillion dollars in spending. Are you kidding me? I mean, if we were talking about 500 billion, we were outraged. Now we throw those figures around like they're, you know. Elementary school math. Not that I can do elementary school math. <laughs> I, I, I tried some of this math with my, one of my granddaughters. And uh, I am telling you that if these kids would grasp those things that they're trying to uh, teach them, I do believe that um, we would have a, a nation of geniuses. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we would have a nation full of geniuses if our young people would embrace some of the things that they're they're trying to teach them, even in math, because I tried to help my granddaughter with that math, I'm telling you. And uh, I'm not too sure I can do elementary school math. <laughs> but anyway, you uh, you take it for, for what it's worth. I want to uh, move along now and talk to you. Uh, and talk with someone who's been on the show with me before, someone I was incredibly uh, impressed with. And this is the type of people we try to bring to you on a daily basis. Uh, Just uh, Jonathan Gilliam, former Navy SEAL and FBI agent on with us. Um, uh, You go get his book, Sheep No More. And before him, uh, C.J. Jordan, uh, she is the first black woman to uh, serve as uh, uh, someone in the the U.S. Commerce Department to uh, um, usher in the type of jobs that were booming before this COVID thing hit for our president, Donald John Trump. And on with me now is someone who I do believe is going to make his mark in politics because he has the right message. He has the right approach 
to it. He has the right heart. As far as is concerned, he is unashamedly someone who believes in the power of Almighty God, former Olympian, uh, LSU track star, and he is a candidate for the second congressional district there in my home state of Louisiana. Help me welcome on to the show again, Claston Bernard. Welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you very much, CL. Um, once again, it's a pleasure to be on, man. Um, you know, it's, it, we're getting there. The tide is growing. Well, great. I'm glad to hear that things are going for you. In fact, elaborate that on that for us, Claston. How are things going in the race? Well, right now I'm sitting over here off Plank Road um, on my campaign bus across from Tony's Seafood, one of the best spots um, in Louisiana to get the best seafood. And, uh, you know, just trying to meet the public, trying to talk to the public, trying to present to the public who I am. But also, you know, I, I need I need continued support and I need people to go to BernardForCongress.com, BernardForCongress.com and donate. We have commercials we need to get out and get to the public. And um, we get those commercials out to the public. We will be in the runoff. We will be in the run to flip this district and to make uh, make a statement. Bernard. No longer will we accept substandard performances. Bernard for Congress.com. You don't have to be in the state of Louisiana in order to make certain that someone of quality is and who reflects your, your opinions and your views is elected to all. Bernard for Congress.com. Go there, help him out, and see what difference you can make just by donating to a worthwhile campaign. Claston, I want to sort of correlate what your training was as an athlete to the race that you're running now and the race that all of us as Americans should engage in as far as rescuing our republic. You were a decathlete. Uh, I want you to describe the type of uh, training and the type of grueling uh, training it takes to become a decathlete, and is America uh, out of shape? What what's happening with us? Are, are are we needing to get back in decathlon shape? Talk to us. I tell you what, I love that. I really love that. And you know what? My my district has ten parishes. The decathlon has ten events. Imagine that. You know, and it takes a mastery in all 10 events to become an effective decathlete. And that is one of the the, uh, the different dimensions I would be bringing to this race. I am used to training not just for one event, but 10 events. But now I need all the people in Congressional District 2 to come support me. Give me an opportunity to sit in your seat. That seat does not belong to me. It belongs to you. So even though when I was training as a decathlete, I was an individual. Now, with my 10 district, I need the voters of uh, Congressional District 2 to come join me, support me, vote for me to get men. The decathlon is 10 events in the Olympics or in NCAA is over two days. It consists of the 100 meters, the long jump, the shot put, the high jump, and the 400 meters. That's the first day. I remember in Athens 2004, we were on the track for almost 18 hours, starting from warm-up to when we're finished, the, the, the last event for the first day. That's how grueling that is. And I remember getting to the the, um, the training um, back to our, um, the hotel rooms, our rooms, at about 1 a.m. in the morning and having to get up and turn around at 5 a.m. in the morning to get back to the track 
to, to warm up and get my body ready for the second day, which was 110 meter hurdles, the discus, the pole vault, the javelin, and the 1500 meters. And that is as grueling as it will get physically and mentally. And that's my campaigning right now. There, there are days I'm out here all day in the campaign, campaign trail, hitting the street corners, going in neighborhoods, doing interviews, and then getting back home, you know, trying to raise funds and then talking on the phone till late at night and then having to get up the next day and do it. And you want people at the same time, even though I'm training, I want to be accessible to the people. So I'm looking to have town halls. And that's why I'm on the street corners and, and, and stuff like that. So this this is a different type of decathlon. This is a different type of mentality. And yes, we need to get things back in shape. We have lost sight of who we are as a people. We have lost sight of God. We have lost sight of the family. We have lost sight. We have lost control of our educational institutions. And we need to get back in shape. We need to be sharp. We need to be the beacon of freedom. We need to repel um, welfareism, and we need to repel statism and socialism. So we need to get back into who and what America is, not who and what um, um, the progressive or the left is trying, um, where they're trying to take America. Absolutely. You know, Claston, uh, I want you, we're going to send you the clip of this. I want you to listen to what you said, uh, man. I mean, I, I'm telling you, 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 the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, uh, wanted, uh, you to see what he has done in your life. And you just tell your story, man. You were given a, a life story so that you can tell it for such a time as this. There is a need for us to understand from somebody who knows what it is to get in shape and somebody who understands what it is to be a family man. Somebody knows what it is to be a Christian in America. Tell your story. Classen, when we look at uh, the uh, political landscape escape, especially with uh, uh, Joe Biden, who is in the Oval Office right now, uh, we are looking at someone who the Chinese even must be recognizing to be someone who is weak. Does this man, you have, I, I was a high school athlete. I, I just didn't follow it the way I should. I wasn't bad, but I know what it is to get in and out of shape and so forth. Claston, tell us how, it, share with us from an athlete's perspective and now a, a congressional candidate's perspective how do you size up candidates? You know, you know, we as athletes and so forth, we, we would size up the opponents. You, you got to size them up. How are we being sized up by our, our, the people who might not want, who might want to defeat us? Talk to us about that a little bit. Well, well, China thought, you know, with Joe Biden in office, they already know we're weak. I, the words that I would like to say, I, I'd refrain from saying it because of the audience. Um, we, you know, they're rejoicing. You know, we have a nation of appeasers leading us into into serfdom and destruction. That's who we have. And um, unfortunately, many in the conservative movements haven't, haven't been held true to conservative values. So China and whether the bad actors are even some we probably think our friend, they see an opportunity. They see an opening. They see the wimps leading us. They see the double-talking, backstabbing politicians that we have. They already know, you know, who they are. And they're, they are rejoicing because, let me tell you, what is going to save America's strong leadership? It won't be wimpy appeasers. You know, it, we didn't get this far by um, electing a bunch of wimps and appeasers. And that is who we have become. And um, we have to get back to what, what is right. We have to get back to um, strong leadership. We have to stop playing games with, with um, 
petty dictators who want to become tyrants. So, you know, when you look at the landscape of America, the, the, you can look at the, the media, you can look at the educational system, you can even look in the churches and you see the type of leadership. And then you see you, you, what people don't understand. The family is the first institution that was created by God. So if the family is in disarray and is weak, your government cannot be strong. See, the government comes forth from the family. And people need to understand that, and that's why they divorced family God from politics, which is a major mistake, which is what the founders did not do. So we have to get back to strengthen the family. When, when there are people like myself or other conservatives who are saying the family is the strength of our community and the liberals or the progressive or some in the Democratic Party are saying, we need these policies, Green New Deal, which is garbage, I'm sorry, you know, um, and other socialistic um, um, policies um, to make things better or more wealthier. You know, we need to push back and say, if the family is not strong, our government cannot strong because our government reflects what our, who or what our family is about. Absolutely. So that's the kind of leadership we have. Claston, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, how to help you if they're so inclined, and how to get you to where they are. Man, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people, uh, whether you win, and I certainly hope that you do, lose or draw, there's a whole lot of people want to hear what you got to say. So tell them, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. I, look, they need to go to BernardForCongress.com. Right now, we're sitting at a commercial that we need to get out in Baton Rouge. And we need to raise at least a half a million dollars, a quarter million dollars within the next uh, 10 days to make this happen. We can win this thing. The people in Congressional District 2 know who the noble politicians are, who have failed them. They already understand that. I don't need to bash anybody. And I'll say this. I have nothing personal against any of the candidates. I'm just running my race like I've been taught to and I know how to run. And I think I have a great vision for America. And I want to sell that vision, but I need people to get out there and support my campaign. We need to raise money and raise money fast. You know, my race is against myself, not against anyone else, you know, because this country has given me a lot. I'm living the American dream. So go to BernardForCongress.com, BernardForCongress.com, share my stories, share my videos, like, donate, maximize, call your friends, call your family. We can change the trajectory of America. We can start with Louisiana. There's a lot of things we can do right. Uh, by starting help by with my campaign, I need your support. Thank I you. like him. I like him. Hey, uh, hey, Bernard for Congress dot com. Did I get that right, Claston? Bernard for yes, Congress. Bernard for Congress. Yeah, Bernard for Congress dot com. You see why? Hey. A lot of y'all need to hear what Bernard for Congress dot com is talking about. Go there and see what I'm talking about. Bernard, uh, uh, Classen, I want to thank you for being on with me here today. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Always is. Michelle, we got to have him back at least a couple times more before uh, Election Day. We need to need to have him on, have him on, have him on. Uh, and let's push him and see what, what, what's going on. Bernard, I'm, I'm, uh, Classen, I'm about to move down to Florida, but my heart and I do own property in Louisiana. So, I will be uh, we'll be we'll be getting together, especially if my good buddy, I'm going to say it out loud. My good buddy, Jeff Landry, runs for governor. You'll be seeing a whole lot of me. And so but anyway, brother, God bless you and God keep you. And I'll be talking to you real soon. Thank you so much for being on with me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, Michelle. Thank you again. And all the listeners, I appreciate your support. 
God bless. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Claston Bernard, 2nd Congressional District, Louisiana. Uh, he is uh, the uh, running for rep, for the representative, U.S. House of Representatives there. And, uh, friends, I just cannot think of anybody I would like to see more in that position, in that seat, than Claston Bernard, Bernard for Congress, dot com bernard for congress.com you make the call you make uh, the call hey there is um there are so there is so much that um i really want to want to talk about here in these last uh, these final minutes of the show um it's been it went by pretty fast i hadn't been on for nearly two and a half nearly three weeks Nearly three weeks I hadn't been on and that um, been on a 17 day journey tour, uh, not only to have to nail down uh, my my place that I, I got there in, on, in Hutchinson Island. Um, I'm, I'm leasing a place, not buying anything yet. Um, but I'm leasing a place there on Hutchinson Island and I'm, I'm really thinking I'm going to like it. And um, Jensen Beach is where I'm going to be. And uh, I like the area, I like it, I just like it. And so right right there, so I can see the Atlantic and all of that type of thing. And I'm going to be broadcasting uh, from right there and uh, working out some things right now. It's going to take about a month or so uh, when the cycle rolls back around to get on local radio there in the area. But uh, that's what we're working on. And we're going to bring that about, uh, just getting sponsors to, to help sponsor my show. And, uh, you know, hey, there and away we go. Get some sponsors to help sponsor my show, and away we will go. And I'm already lining them up, and uh, we're we're investigating and negotiating the airtime and the, and the times of the airtime because I'd like to be on uh, simultaneously uh, that I am with you, and to do that. And and the beauty, well, I'm not saying the beauty, but the uh, fortuitousness of what has happened is that there is a void. In the slot that I am in, you know, I was up against Rush and I know that I got, you know, the snot beat out of me by the iconic Rush. Uh, I'm not saying that I could go up against Hannity, but I would fare better, I think, against against Sean. Sean, Sean's going to kick me, kick me in the shins when he when he hear me. <laughs> Now, actually, Sean might punch me in the nose if I say, if he ever say that. But anyway, I'm going to send him the clip uh, and uh, just to needle him. But um, there is a void at this at this hour right now because Rush is gone. And uh, the, I think what, what God has done is position me in such a place, in such a way, that at least I can grab some of that audience, especially the Florida audience, at this point in time. And so we're investigating that. Um, many have encouraged me to go ahead and do it and take another step. But I don't know, folks. I'm going to pray about it and see how God leads in that direction. But I do believe that the righteous, the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And I'm only righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's certainly not anything I do. I'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. And I certainly thank all of you for coming along as we have built the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And um, hey, you know, it, it's it's odd that um, in, in, in schools, high schools across the country, white kids are being white shamed. You got all kind of shaming now. And they're, they're, they're wanting them to take responsibility for their whiteness. <laughs> this is, you think I'm crazy. This is what's going on. And I'm saying to all you Caucasian people out there, this is hypocrisy. I'm a black man. I am a black man, been one all my life. And the one thing that any of us who came out of the era that I came out of, the only thing we wanted was everybody be treated the same. That's that's all we wanted. We just wanted to be treated like everybody else. We didn't want to be, not me. My father, you know, of course, that was a whole different story. My father and my grandfather's day. But, uh, But I came out of an era well, the only thing that black people, that I as a black man wanted, I, and I'm not saying go say black person, I'm a black man. They, they, they got all this uh, thing now, even on these uh, applications and so forth. What do you prefer to be called? What is your pronoun and all this kind of stuff. But the only thing that I wanted, me, a man, wanted, who happens to be black in America. The only thing that I wanted was to be treated like everybody else. That's all I wanted. To have the, I have the same opportunity according to my abilities, just like anybody else. That's all I wanted. I just want a fair shot at competition. And call it an athletic, call it an athletic type of mentality. Yeah, you could call it that. But I just wanted a fair shot at, a, at the competition. And if I was better, then I win. Simple as that. And that, my friends, is the way it goes in life. You have just a fair, as, as fair a shot as anyone, especially here, as everybody else. Now we do. There's nothing that in, in, this, in this country, yeah, there was at one time when I was growing up. I remember it. At one time, uh, I do remember that, yeah, there were things that the color of my skin would stop me from doing. It would keep me from doing it. I just couldn't. I mean, even though they pretend that you could, no, you couldn't. No, no, you couldn't. But, friends, I am telling you, I'm telling you right now that there are, there is nothing 
There is nothing in this nation that if I wanted to achieve it, if I wanted to do it, I, don't, I can't think of anything that uh, would hinder me from that the color of my, I, don't, I cannot believe that the color of my skin would stop me from doing it. If I want to do it, the color of my skin will not stop me. You better believe it. And so when I, I look at this type of discrimination and fear that happens with country music stars, football players, you know, athletes, what have you, many times you don't hear their true uh, complaint or even their true opinion. Because they are afraid. Now, I've had John Rich on the show, and uh, Big and Rich. John Rich has been on the show a couple of times now. And uh, John was telling us, you know, he has, um, well, I think it's Redneck Riviera, the whiskey. He has that, and uh, had him on. But, you know, John is, you know, conservative and a great guest. He really is. And John is saying that, John Rich, John is saying that, conservative music stars, country music stars, they're scared to say anything. Now, now I want you to hear what I'm just saying here to you now. This is how, this is how crossover country music has become because it does appeal to everybody now. Country music at one time, uh, uh, it only appear, appealed to a conservative-minded type family, even a family, even though they had all the D-I-V-O-R-C type thing going on. You know, uh, it, it still did appeal to family, and it still appealed to, you know, core value American folk. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, folks like me who grew up like me with core values. I'm black. I'm not talking about, you see, you may think I'm talking about just white folks. No, black folks grew up in this core value too. Where do you think Charlie Pride got that from? Huh? Where do you think Darius uh, Rockwell got, got that from? Huh? It's, it's just the core values that, that, that all of us like to sing about, and even though we don't talk about it, we sing about them. And, and, and hey, I'm, I'm telling you, if you got an ounce of patriotism in you and you listen to D-Rock's the uniform, if you got an ounce of patriotism in you, D-Rock's The Uniform, my friend D-Rock, he has this song that he wrote uh, called The Uniform. If you have an ounce, a smidgen, a thimble full of patriotism in you, this song will pull it out of you. I think it should be required listening. The Uniform by D-Rock. And, and, and friends, uh, even to this day, uh, hey, depending on the setting and if I'm not angry at somebody kneeling down or something, you know, about like that, when we play the national anthem, I still choke up. Yeah. Yeah, I do. My father, my grandfather and my great grandfather all wore that uniform and they didn't wear that uniform for me to, to act a fool when it come time to respect our, our anthem and our flag. Even though when my great grandfather served, I don't even think we had a national anthem. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, say can you see? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was because uh, he didn't serve until. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking about. I don't think we had the pledge of allegiance. That's what it was. I don't think we had the pledge of allegiance 
when uh, he was serving. Uh, or we had the Pledge of Allegiance, but I know what it was. It didn't have one nation under God. That's what it was. It didn't, we didn't have one nation under God, indivisible. Yeah, but we did have indivisible. But anyway, they didn't go through all they went through so that I could be black. No, my grandfather told me that. He told me that with, with, with just look at me and his pulpwood hewn hand. You should be a pulpwood man. And uh, that's what I was. I was a pulpwood boy <laughs> in the summertime. Uh, and I tell you what, you run across some huge snakes out there cutting pulpwood. But I, they didn't go through, he didn't go through what he went through. He told me so I could be black. He told me that he went through everything that he went through so that I could be free. Yeah. And and that doesn't matter what color you are, right? Doesn't matter at all, does it? Of course it doesn't. Four parents didn't. They didn't go through all this stuff so we can sit here talking about uh, what colors we are and and white supremacy and make our children apologize or feel victimized because they're a certain skin color. You know, and that's exactly the game plan that they're playing with you. That's the that's the head trip that they're putting your children through right now. And you're standing for it. You're standing here letting them do it. They're putting your children through. Listen, black people, they're making your children with your consent feel victimized by whom? The same child they are making feel a victim of their own whiteness. They are pitting that they are driving a stake of division that can never be corrected if we let this go forward. Because you know what? There is nothing that any of us can do with the color of our skin. So if we let them continue to push this narrative that somebody need to apologize for the past. We will be perpetually divided and you will be the blame because we stood by and said nothing. I'm talking now. And what I'm simply wanting you to do is trumpet what I'm saying. I'm talking, I'm talking to you now. And all I am asking you to do is trumpet what I am saying. We don't have time to mess around with what happened in the past with black and white folks. Whatever happened has brought us to a place of prosperity in this country that is about to go away if we play this stupid and foolish game. Oh, you talk about, uh, you know what, uh, was that Pinker? No, it's Jewel. I think it was Jewel. Has that song. And Americans, I'm telling you something. It speaks to you too. These foolish games that we are playing as a nation, it's tearing us apart. The thoughtless words, all of that. I mean, hey, you ought to hear that song. Uh, it doesn't just relate to relationship. It relates to almost anything. These, If you play foolish games, and that's what we're doing. You know, you had, talk about crushed dreams. Think about the people who were working on the pipeline. They were making good money, almost 100 grand a year, right? In, in America, if you're making over 60, 70 grand a year, you, you, should, you should be able to make it. If you haven't just, you know, maxed yourself out in credit and, and you know, that type thing. And, and, you know, that type thing. You should be able to make it pretty good. And then, you know, you know, 
make extra money here and there. Those people working on the pipeline were making good money. They were making over 60, 70 grand a year. Some of them were making close to 100. Some of them were making over 100 a year. Six figures. They're making over that. And, 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 and just think about broken hearts and crushed dreams here. Their families were experiencing, you know, prosperity that they hadn't experienced before this pop, before the, the, whoever went to work on the pipeline. Were they? No, they weren't. But they were experiencing it. And Joe Biden takes the oath of office. They somehow he finagles getting administered the oath of office. And the first thing that he does acting in the Oval Office is kill those jobs for those people who had dreams and who were making decent money. You know, you're making decent money, you rack up decent bills, too. And it does not matter if you lose your job. The bills remain. Those people still have bills. Oh, they're going to get a, a what, a $1,400 stimulus check? I mean, you're making over 100 k That means nothing. And I'm telling you the truth, I'm not really sure they're going to get it anyway because they're making too much money. Now they're now they're not gonna make now they're not gonna get anything. I don't think. I don't know. I tell you one thing. It's a doggone shame. It's a crying shame that this has happened. While you stand by and be silent, you need to stand up. You need to speak up now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be back, and I expect to be back on Monday. I don't think anything will will come uh, forward, but until I'm able to speak to you again, I I want to thank God for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire is that God will keep his hand upon this land that we love our homeland, America. And my heartfelt desire is that God will truly bless and keep you all. 